This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in his word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host, Aaron B., and it is a new year. It is 2021. It is still January. It's that fresh start we've all longed for, right? Um, I know a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing 2020 end. And, you know, I don't understand that. I don't, I've never understood the mindset of even after you've had a bad year, just kind of say, oh, I can't wait for a fresh start and a new year because your problems don't go away just because the calendar switches from December 31st to January 1st. So to act as though they do is kind of ignorant. Um, I mean, I get it. We all love a fresh start. You know, who doesn't love to open up to Genesis 1 every single January 1st in the Bible reading plan? Are you still on track with your Bible reading plan? Because you know it's the 11th commandment, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I hope you are um, in the Word every day, ladies. And I, I hope that you have some sort of method for keeping yourself in there, whether it is following a plan or maybe you have your own uh, way of, you know, getting, generating your own momentum there. I do like to use Bible reading plans, but when life gets busy, um, then they can get a little overwhelming. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Um, but I nevertheless always try to get into the word first thing in the morning uh, with my coffee uh, before I look at Definitely before I look at any emails for work, because if I don't have some of God's word before I get into work, forget it. It is not going to be a good day. That doesn't mean that reading the Bible is going to promise a good day, but it will certainly help you set your perspective on things, won't it? It will help fix our eyes on the only thing, the only person that matters, and that's Jesus, and it will help us set our priorities for the day. And so it's not a magic wand, it's not a magic potion, it's not a magic formula, it's just not magic. It is just so vital for us to be in God's Word every single day because that is our lifeblood, that is our nourishment, our sustenance as Christians. So I hope that you have kind of gotten in the groove for the new year. Uh, Let's see. This is probably going to air toward the end of January. Thanks for hanging in there with me over kind of a long holiday break. I had some time off from work for a couple of weeks, and I really just wanted to take the time to not have to do anything. Of course, I had to-do lists of everyday things, but I just, I really needed, my brain needed a break from I have to get this done, I have to get this done, I have to get this done, I have to get this done. So I took that opportunity to just not even record any shows and uh, with January, that fresh start, jumping back in uh, to the shows. And so um, so right now, uh, I don't have the entire year laid out um, as to what we're going to be looking at here on Eve because things change as, um, as my life changes. And as God shows me different things or highlights different things in my life, as you know, I often then bring those things to you ladies as well for consideration. So uh, but I am working on planning some things out further for the year. And so, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a good year, I hope, um, at least in terms of the podcast. 
I don't know what 2021 is going to bring. So far, it's started out rather interestingly for some of us. So on the subject of the new year, many of us make resolutions with the new year. There's the new year's resolution. There's um, a, a sector of Christianity, or maybe it was a phase. I don't know if it's still a thing where... Um, New Year's resolutions were condemned as like evil worldly things, which I thought was weird. Um, but, you know, the reality is we fall off the wagon, fall off the train, fall off the wagon train often when we make these resolutions. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to spend more time with my family, etc., etc. And those are all potentially good things depending on um, what your life already looks like. But most of them don't last long. I mean, the gyms are full in January, and then usually by the middle of February, they're just back to normal with the people who do have that as a priority and don't have any trouble uh, going regularly, as opposed to the people who, you know, where they were there for six weeks and now they're done. Um, it's real easy to eat healthy for a week or two or something, but then you got to have a cookie. So, you know what? It's okay to have a cookie. You can eat healthy and still eat cookies regularly, just in moderation. Everything in moderation. But something that we should regularly re-resolve is to cultivate, nurture, and feed our faith. And that goes back to what we were just talking about, doesn't it, ladies? That getting into God's Word every day, that is like number one, because that's how we come to know God. That's how we come to know Jesus. He's in the Word. And if we aren't in the word, we can't know him. He's not going to come to us in a dream. He's not going to speak to us outside of scripture. So that is how he speaks to us. And how amazing is it? What a gift. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but sometimes it just helps to just reflect on it. What a gift that God has given us his written word for reference anytime we want. Uh, if you're feeling lonely, where can you find Jesus? It's in the word there. Right? Because at the end of the day, people will disappoint us, processes will disappoint us, politics will disappoint us, everything will disappoint us except for God and Christ. And so to cultivate and nurture our faith is vital for us as Christians. Now, faith is a gift from God. Isn't it? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is very clear about that. But we don't just get saved and then sit back and do nothing. Say, okay, God, grow my faith, make me holy. I'm just here watching TV while you do it. That's not how that works. With the gift of faith comes a love for and a desire for the things of God, including his word, reaching out and talking to him in prayer. He speaks to us through his word. We speak to him through prayer. But if you've been saved for any amount of time, you know that those desires can wane or be overshadowed by the busyness of life. Um, you know, we were just talking about it. It's maybe hard to keep up with your Bible reading plan. Um, and then you start to feel guilty because, oh, I didn't read all the chapters today or I didn't read it at all today. And, and we put this unnecessary legalistic burden on ourselves. Or maybe we think, you know, I don't feel like reading my Bible today. And then we feel guilty about that. And that's where a deliberate attempt 
to do what we know we are commanded to do is important. And that's not legalistic because we know at the end of the day that God uses the time that we spend with him. And what I, what I want to pause on for a minute, ladies, is, you know, we talked about how those desires, I mean, when you first get saved, like, you can't get enough of scripture, and, you know, you're listening to sermon podcasts all the time, maybe, or reading every single Christian book you can get your hands on, and then over the years, it's like, oh, I don't want to pick up another book by the Puritans, because it makes me nauseous to think about, or, oh, I don't, I can't listen to any more podcasts. I want to listen to this other podcast that's not anything bad. It's just not a sermon. But then you start to feel guilty about it, right? And then you don't want to admit it to anybody because maybe I'm not saved because I didn't want to listen to 20 sermons today. I want us to come to a place, first of all, where we understand that it's okay to admit when we're in a place where maybe our desires aren't as fervent or zealous as they were previously. I'm not saying they should stay that way, but it's okay to admit it because chances are, if you're admitting it to someone else, they've gone through it as well. And more importantly, ladies, it's okay to admit it to God because he knows already, doesn't he? And he is the one who can fix that and reinvigorate your desire for him, for the things that he loves, and for his word. And so if you are feeling a little forlorn because maybe you aren't super excited about your Bible reading plan this year, I'm kind of excited about mine actually. I had one a couple years ago that made no sense and I got about a third of the way through the year and I gave up because the way it was taking me through the books was just obnoxious and I had to start something new. Um, but I'm excited about it this year, but maybe you started and you're two weeks in and you're not super excited about it. That's okay. Start a new one. It's okay. You don't have to start on January 1st. There is no law, I promise you. But if you're feeling like, oh, maybe I don't desire the things of the Lord as much as I should, and you're feeling weighed down by that, ladies, I want to offer a thought that it should encourage you that you're discouraged by that because that means that the Holy Spirit is in you and you know that you need to be communing with the Lord on a regular basis. And so how do you overcome that? You take it to the Lord and you ask him for strength, renewed desires, time, and he will be faithful to answer those prayers, I can guarantee you. And so along with that, I wanted to bring a little New Year's challenge to us, ladies. It's more halfway through January, a little more than halfway through January at this point. And I thought we might try something that would help us to cultivate and strengthen our faith in 2021. We do have this fresh new start. It may not be any better than 2020. I hope it is. I really do hope it is. And it probably will be for many of us. I don't know. I don't want us to be legalistic about this challenge because this is really just something, just one thing that could help give you some guidance. So I'm not asking you to, you know, we're not going to start a Facebook group for this or anything like that. It was just something I was thinking about and, and challenging myself with. And again, as I've said many times, I bring those things to you often. So I'm intentionally going to leave this flexible so we can kind of mold it to fit each of our own lives and our own Christian walks. So 
What I want us to do, ladies, is I want us to have a daily spa day. Yeah, you heard me. You heard me. Daily. A daily spa day. Spa time every day. This is the ultimate in self-care. And some of you just turned me off because you hate that phrase. Now, don't, don't turn this off. Because I think we're probably thinking of spa differently right now. So let me explain. I'm talking about spa, S-P-A-S, scripture. Find a plan that works for you. Maybe, like I said, maybe you don't need a plan. Some people like to just pick up the word and they say, you know, today um, or this week, I'm going to read through the book of James. And next week, I'm going to go to the Old Testament and I'll read through um, Ezekiel. And when I'm finished with Ezekiel, I'm going to go back to New Testament and read Matthew. That's great. If that works for you, do it. If you need a plan to help keep you a little more accountable, do it. If you only have 15 minutes in the morning, that's okay. If you have two hours, lucky you. <laughs> go for it. It's okay. Find a plan, a regimen that works for you. So that's S, scripture. P is prayer. Daily prayer time. Again, that works for you. Some people have very free mornings and they can spend time starting their day in long lengthy prayers. Great. Do it. Some of us are busy, we gotta get going in the morning, you know, so we maybe have to say some quick prayers as we get up. Um, maybe we pray throughout the day. I'm a good one for that. A lot of prayers throughout the day, depending on how the day's going, especially, right? And many of us probably spend a lot of our, the majority of our prayer time at the end of the day, before we go to bed, taking the concerns and cares of the day to the Lord, bringing those to him, leaving them at his feet so that as we put our heads on the pillow, we remember that our God is sovereign and in control of all things. But here's the catch on that P, that prayer. I want us to regularly pray for someone else beyond our family and beyond our close circle of friends. Maybe you already do that. I think that's great. There are some really amazing prayer warriors in my life who I know, and they, their prayer lists are miles long. Maybe it's not something that you do regularly, and, and that's, I want to say that's okay, but that's something that you can start doing. Pick one person. It could be someone you know, um, but someone who you don't pray for regularly. Maybe it's a coworker or um, one of your kid's parents or one of your kid's friends or someone at church. Maybe it's someone you don't even know personally, but who you know needs prayer. I can think of a lot of public figures who would, would fit into that category. So I think when we spend our prayer time praying for others, that changes our hearts as well. It's really easy to get caught up in our prayers asking for ourselves, isn't it? You know, oh, help me with this and help me with that and I'm sorry about this and thank you for that. And that's okay, of course. We should be thanking the Lord and asking him for help and, and repenting and all of that for ourselves. But taking the focus off of ourselves and putting it on others, that will help our walk tremendously. So we have scripture, we have prayer, and then the A in our spa is application. I want us to live out what we've read and prayed about that day. And if you're praying specifically at night, live it out the next day. Um, but I want us to be aware of the scriptures that we're reading in the morning and aware of you know, how the Lord has guided our minds during our prayer time so that that is very real and very alive in us every day as we go through this life and walk in this broken, chaotic world. 
as ambassadors for Christ. And then, so that's our spa daily challenge. Got it? Beyond this, ladies, I would encourage you to find at least one person or thing or time period from church history who interests you or that interests you, and I want you to learn more about it or more about that person. And this can, this isn't daily because that would get a little crazy, but this is just a challenge for 2021. Maybe you are someone who likes to make resolutions, so drop this onto your list and you have the whole year to do it. And learning more about a person or a place or a thing or a time period, that doesn't have to take weeks or months. You could, you know, spend a couple days uh, on Google and you know learning more about something so this part of the challenge spans the whole year take your time and while the big names you know um, if you're thinking about a person from church history which was kind of what I had in mind at first so if the big names from church history um, maybe you know a lot about them or you know they're kind of obvious Spurgeon Edwards Calvin Luther and all wonderful people to learn more about and to, to become familiar with their lives. But how about someone like Jan Hus, or maybe someone like Christina Rossetti? Maybe someone you're not as familiar with, someone you don't hear in conversation every day, someone who's not quoted regularly by other Christians. It's really fascinating when you start digging into church history and you see how God used very ordinary people to further his kingdom and his work, and it's exciting. And it helps you see how he's using you and others you know to further his purposes, because he is. He's using every single one of us. So um, a couple of resources for that part of the challenge, some things to think about, ladies. There's a really wonderful book called Feminine Threads, Women in the Tapestry of Christian History, and that's by Diana Severance. And I may have recommended this book in the past, I'm not sure, but it's a very comprehensive um, collection of little mini bi biographies about many, many women throughout history. And so it's really a wonderful resource. This same author has actually written a, um, a devotional um, called Her Story, which I also am quite positive I've recommended in the past. And... Um, each day will be a little mini biography of a woman from Christian history. And so that's just kind of a neat way to learn about some more people. Again, we're already into January. That doesn't matter. Maybe you want to pick up this book and, and start reading it that way. That's just one recommendation, or I guess that's two recommendations. Um, another book that I started reading recently is Tim Challey's book, Epic. So that isn't specifically people. There's a lot of historical artifacts that he... Um, outlines in that book, but they're very short uh, little descriptions of his travels and, you know, why this this artifact or person or whatever is important to, to church history. And so that's been a really neat resource as well. And then um, Warren Wearsby wrote a book called 50 People Every Christian Should Know. So that seems like that might be a good resource too, right? Oh, pretty easy. And again, short little biographies so that we can just get familiar with our brothers and sisters from the past. So those are just a few resources, ladies. I'll put those up on the Equipping Eve website. That's equippingeve.com or .org. Um, and again, that's just part of our challenge. That spans the whole year. Get to know someone from church history a little bit better 
And then the daily spa challenge or five days a week or whatever. Spa, scripture, prayer. I hope you're doing those two every day. Scripture, prayer, and application, which will come out of our lives if we are in the word and in prayer. That just happens. It just gets applied to our lives. That's how God works and that's how the Holy Spirit works. So those are my challenges to you this year, ladies, and we'll check in on that as the year goes on. So I've given you some endorsements and those um, recommendations there. And so as a parting thought, ladies, how do you resolve? Let's make that resolution. How do you resolve to cultivate your faith this year? Maybe you don't like this idea. That's okay. I'm not offended. But how do you resolve to cultivate your faith this year? Yes, faith is a gift from God. The Holy Spirit nurtures it within us, strengthens it, enables us 100%. But we cannot be passive in that. We have a very active role in our faith as well, once God grants that to us. And so we can take active, deliberate steps to grow closer to him. So how do you resolve to do that this year? All right, ladies, until next time, get in your Bibles, get on your knees, and get equipped. Thanks for listening.